your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders Designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Does your home look like a bomb with half in there? Is Maria, I mean your wife, telling you, come on, we've got to go. This place looks like a disaster. You want to run away, but you can't afford to because of a mortgage or the house looks like it's been through a war. Wyo Renovation is here to help. Devin will come to your rescue and save you from the impending doom. Wyo Renovation will make an offer on any home, no matter the condition. And you can walk away victorious. Learn more at wirerenovation.com or on Facebook. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, Domestic Violence Awareness Month evolved from the Day of Unity in October of 1981. It was observed by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. The intent was to connect advocates across the nation who were working to end violence against women and their children. The Day of Unity soon became an entire week devoted to a range of activities conducted at the local, state, and national levels. In October of 1987, the first Domestic Violence Awareness Month was observed. That same year marks the initiation of the first National Domestic Violence Toll-Free Hotline. In 1989, the U.S. Congress passed Public Law 101-112, designating October as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And joining me to talk about events that will be held in observation of this month is the Executive Director of the Advocacy and Resource Center, Yvonne Swanson, and Outreach Coordinator, Shelby Traub. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Uh, Thank you for coming on. I've got you for the entire show. I greatly appreciate this. Anytime I have you on for a half segment, we're always telling each other, we could have gotten the whole show with this. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, this is an issue. It, it doesn't, it, it's a nationwide issue. It's pro, It's a worldwide issue, really. It is, it is. Uh, but, you know, what they say, try to control or, or make the biggest impact where you live. And, and so that's what we're doing here with this month, an observation of this. Yvonne, tell listeners who may not know what the Advocacy and Resource Center does. Well, um, it's, it's, it's a big question. That's a huge question because there, there's so many aspects and facets to what the Advocacy and Resource Center does. And no matter how many times we explain it and how many times we come on public pulse, there are still people that are like, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. And so it, it does get difficult. But in, in for time reasons, we're going to say that the Advocacy and Resource Center empowers women, empowers people, empowers men and children to live lives of choice and safety. And by doing that, it's we listen, we hear their, um, I guess, their safety concerns, whether it's abuse, whether um, it's relationship issues, and we work from there. So um, part of our main job and what Shelby does is listen, listen and find out what the real struggle is. Um, We primarily work with domestic violence victims in the last year, the last um, calendar year of 2021, we worked with almost 500 people 
And 250 of them were domestic violence related. Wow. And so in our small community of Sheridan, we are seeing a lot of abuse and a lot of violent crimes still. That it blows my mind. 500 in a year, just a year. In one year. And that's unduplicated. Like that's, we see people on an average, I would say if somebody walks into our office and is like, Hey, I have this situation. My friend referred me to see you. I have um, a boyfriend or girlfriend that is behaving like this. What do I do? We might talk to them one or two times. If we have a criminal case, we are working with that person weekly, daily for up to a year. And if it is a felony case, it can go way beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be, you might be with these folks for two, three years down the line. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I, I had a case, oh shoot, like 12 years ago and we're still in contact with that person and now their case is settled, but there's still, um, what do we call those things? Like parole hearings and wow. things like that that still come up and transfers. It, yep, and it and it still brings trauma back up for the families and the victims. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, for children, for for victims, this is a PTSD causing event. Oh, definitely. Yes. You know, when you have to walk on eggshells your entire life because you don't want to set somebody off, uh, you know. Uh, I think you said one day these victims get to the point where just the sound of of a lunchbox being put down on top of a table, I know whether or not we're going to have a rough night. Right. Um, yep. Because you, you have to key into those survival mechanisms where it's every sound, every scent, everything that comes out of that individual's mouth, I have to respond to in some way. Right. Uh, most of the time... <clears throat> unfortunately that's that's fear uh, right. but so it, you don't just help individuals with the matter at hand we follow them all the way right through to conclusion if they're if we can even use that word right um we've we've been talking about that a lot in our office even um being stuck on the outcome what does yeah, the outcome yeah. look like <clears throat> whether the or the success of um, a victim's safety. What does that look like? Um, we're probably going to get way off task and off on a tangent, but you know what we think is the right move for a victim might not be the right move for them. Yeah. And so when we're talking about different services and things like that, that we provide for victims, it's like, where are you? How can we meet you where you're at? And how can we help you be successful? What that looks like for you. And so sometimes that is, um, helping them fill out a protection order or helping them relocate or putting them in shelter for a few days. Or maybe it's how do we safety plan within your home so that your children are safe when he comes home and and you can feel that tension is rising or you feel like something is going to happen or he was out drinking all night. And I do want to say my disclaimer, I use he and she a lot because it just seems to be easier to say. Right, right. Um, we do recognize that domestic violence happens in um, gay and lesbian relationships, and um, definitely men can be victims too. So I just want to say my disclaimer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Got to make um, it. You know. And and that is a thing. The Advocacy and Resource Center, formerly known as the Women's Center, we help everybody. Yeah. We we um, we see a victim of a of a crime or a violent traumatic experience, and we want to help them. Yeah. How often 
and and you know you said we're going to get off on a tangent but i i, I me and my follow-up questions mm-hmm. i digress but how often do you get the the victim who walks in and they say i'm ready to do something but i don't want to leave yet what do i do how often do you get that we get that quite often actually um, like Yvonne was saying, how we meet people where they are, sometimes that's clear back to just identifying that there is abuse. Yeah. Um, sometimes we'll have people come in and, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. I, I'm getting put down all the time. Um, and that's where we meet them. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Um, you know, and talk about all the types of abuse. Um, so we, we get those people quite often that are not ready to leave and that's okay. Um, we understand that we understand if they do come in and they're like oh yeah i'm ready to do something and we make a plan with them and then nothing happens yeah and that's okay we want you to come back we you know we have a lot of victims that come in and speak with us and 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 then they end up going back to the abuser which is pretty pretty normal it usually takes about seven times for a victim to leave their abuser (laughs) um and you know, our community needs to recognize that so we can support victims better and not have such a stigma against them. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'll just throw that one in there. No, you know, yeah, because... and you should because oftentimes people are like, well, it's her fault she went back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's his fault. He keeps going back to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, we blame the victim here. Yes. Um, and it's, you know, and that's a huge part of our job is to make sure they know it is not their fault. Yeah. Um, you know, identifying why abusers abuse and, you know, so anyway. <laughs> There's definitely a time when you have to be accountable for some of your own choices and some of your own actions. Yeah. But but you cannot control another person. So no matter what you do or what you say, you do not deserve to be hurt. You do not deserve to be injured. And like when Shelby was talking earlier, when they're still trying to figure out like, why am I here? He doesn't hit me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so many different types of manipulation and what we would like to say that that power and control of like, where are you? What are you doing? You were there too long. Show me the receipt. Why were you looking at that person? Are you cheating on me? You laughed while you're looking you at spent, your phone. Who are you talking you to? You spent so much money. You said you were with your friend or your sister. I don't want you to be with your friend or your sister anymore because every time you come back, you have an attitude. So they start changing who they are. They start changing how they behave around other people. They start changing how they dress. They start changing how they communicate with other people. I had a neighbor who was one way with me. And as soon as her partner walked in the door, she would shut down. She would quit talking. She would do exactly what he said when he said it and how he said it. And it just, you, you're sitting there cause you're like, did I just enter the twilight zone? Right. Like you're a really fun person and I love to hang out with you. But when he's around, you're somebody completely different. You can't be that way around him. Right. He's got to be the funny one. He's, he's got to be the center of attention. Sure. Yeah. And so it's, it's taking those types of things and, and, and we use the words abusers. We use the word victims. This is another disclaimer. Our words for victimization um, and abuse sometimes looks different than law enforcement's. Yeah. Because law enforcement has a specific law that they have to, um, and, and requirements, evidence, information that they have to have in order to make um, a report or an, um, a citation or an arrest. So financial abuse 
or telling your partner that you're never going to see your kids again if you do this or popping your tires or breaking your furniture or breaking your grandma's favorite dish or anything like that is not considered a crime. Mm -hmm. So law enforcement can't intervene in those situations besides showing up and trying to neutralize a situation. Yeah. But when we talk about those things with victims, it's these are concerning. These are red flags. It sounds like he's breaking more and more things. Oh, he he punched the wall. It's getting more dangerous for you. Let's let's start talking about those things and how to keep you safe. Yvonne, do you often see these steps that these abusers take? Like, okay, so now I can I can start to demean my victim. I can start to control my victim. Now I can start expressing my anger through violent acts, breaking dishes, punching walls. Now I can hit. Do you see these steps like systematically take place? Or or is it just so chaotic we could... I mean, it, it, because the way that an abuser slowly works their way in, slowly works their way into this individual's life so that they know, I control you. Right, and and I will say that every situation is different. Yeah. So I can't speak on every situation, because just when I think I got something figured out, I don't. <laughs> Somebody surprises me. However, in the, in the course of these abusive relationships, it doesn't happen all of a sudden. It just doesn't. And so when you're talking about these steps, yeah, there is usually some type of step or some type of aggression or it's starting to be bigger and more violent or louder. Um, Because if you went on a first date and he threw something at you and smacked you across the face, I bet there's not going to be a second one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If if you show up on a first date and you're like, are you going to wear that today? No, there's not going to be a second date. So it does happen gradually, usually, and it happens in a way that they almost don't even realize that it's happening because they're like, I want to make this person happy. They were happy once. How do what do I have to do to change for myself to make them happy again so that they're not mean? And far too often we blame ourselves for things like that. You know, when we got together, they were happy. Right. I must have done something. Mm-hmm. I must, one of my habits must be setting this individual off. I, and it, this is my fault. I, I, I'll figure out a way to fix this. Right. What can I do? And, and I'll fix them. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll come back around. Things will be roses again. Oh, good. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it, but it, it, it doesn't Well, and they do way. sometimes, yeah. you know, in our line of work, we call it the honeymoon phase yeah. <laughs> of like, here's some flowers. I'm so sorry. I'm never going to do it. Oh, whoops, I did it again. I'm sorry. Here's some flowers. I'll, I'll think about getting counseling. That's where, that's where I see a lot of um, victims fall back into the cycle. Getting, uh, stepping away from the relationship, um, that initial leaving, um, I wouldn't even say is what I see them struggle with the most. It's definitely a huge struggle. But once they're out of that home or out of that situation, and, um, you know, let's say they didn't file a protection order. They didn't block the phone number um, because they they still are, you know, that victim is probably still craving that connection yeah. between them and the abuser. That honeymoon phase. Yes. I'll they remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So when that when that phase comes around, um, 
it's, I mean, that feels good to a victim. You know, they feel loved. They feel connected. And that's what they want. That's what any human wants is that connection. And so a lot of times they go back. Like I said, the seven, you know, on average, seven times to leave. Um, But back to what you were saying about, you know, the progression of abuse where it starts out, you know, the... The different levels, you know, starts out nice and then, you know, slowly starts to escalate. I wouldn't say all of them escalate into physical abuse, though. We see tons of people that are experiencing just the psychological aggression. um, And that is, I would say, um, just that I'm no expert with like any of that. But um, most people, they struggle a lot more with the the psychological abuse versus physical abuse. I that's hear, probably a lot more prevalent. Mm-hmm. You'll have victims say, I'd rather get I hit in the face instead oh, wow. than talk yep. to me like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot, it takes a lot longer to heal from that psychological abuse. You know, then you're talking even years of therapy to gain your confidence back mm-hmm. and to find your worth again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause it's just been chipped away. Yeah. Over right. time. Mm-hmm. Like, like stone. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about operations and how people can help the Advocacy and Resource Center. When we return, more with your Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities and, more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Here's Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Welcome to Homestar. My name is Matt. It looks like you and your family really need to find a new place to call home. And before the snow flies, for sure. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. While we work on your home loan, go to sharedmedia.com and vote in the scariest movies of all time movie bracket presented by Homestar. You'll be entered for a chance to win $100 in chamber bucks just for voting. Come play with us. Hey, it looks like the twins have joined us. Homestar, your easiest way home. NMLS number 70864. The following message is presented by the Home Loan Center of First Federal Bank and Trust on Coffee and Avenue. Hi, this is Yvonne at the Advocacy and Resource Center. Grab your friends for a fun evening supporting an agency I hope you never need. Friday, October 7th, come to the Ramada at 7 and join Mountain Works Entertainment for skits and giggles supporting the Advocacy and Resource Center. $25 at the door. For more information, check out our Facebook page or call 307-672-7471. As we enter the fall months, have you made that plan to market your business? Are you stuck, confused on what to do? Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager at Sheridan Media. Let us help you put a plan in place as we gear up for the holiday season. 
Shareda Media can market your business on up to nine different radio stations. We can place your print ad in front of nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County with the Country Bounty. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of digital products that we offer. We can also place your ad on our two websites. Let our creative and experienced marketing team put a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan together to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story, whether locally or across the country. Call Shared Media today at 672-7421 or email sales at sharedandmedia.com and let us go to work for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, welcome back to Public Pulse. Brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. This month is giving us a chance to come together, speak about the many often heartbreaking issues of domestic violence in our region, and promote the efforts of the organizations and the people working so hard to advocate for victims. This morning, I am joined by two ladies who are doing just that, advocating for victims. Executive Director of the Advocacy and Resource Center, Yvonne Swanson, and Outreach Coordinator, Shelby Traub. Now, before we go too far, I uh, we've got some events that I want to discuss. I'm going to, uh, uh, in a way, kind of go off topic here, because I want to know... Uh, Yvonne, how did you get into this work? How did I get into this work? How did you get into this work? (laughs) Um, Well, Floyd, it's a great story about how back in the day... Oh, there's a bug here. Um, (laughs) Those little guys are everywhere. It's about to go into your mouth. (laughs) I almost ate a bug. I need protein. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) anyways... um, you know, at a very early, this is my fast story. In a very early age, I wanted to be in the FBI. I had a cousin who was in the FBI and she did undercover work and she'd tell me stories about what she was doing to catch all the bad guys. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So um, I, I went to school to be um, a cop. I thought, you know, that's going to be the fastest avenue. I'll get into the FBI. Well, I, I got married and I had some boys and I went to North Carolina. I went to Alaska, ended up back in Sheridan. Life happened. And life happened. And then I was like, boy, I got these two kids now. What am I going to do? This isn't kind of exactly the plan I wanted. But um, now it's not the time to go jumping in front of bullets. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, how do I work third shift? Um, husband at the time was like doing shift work. And anyways, um, Sheridan College changed their curriculum and um, there was a victim advocacy program. And so I was like, well, if I can't put the bad guys away, maybe I can help the victims. Yeah. So um, 17 years ago, <laughs> I um, became an AmeriCorps at the Advocacy and Resource Center. Um, so I volunteered as an AmeriCorps for a year. Um, and, and that's kind of how it started. Um, wow. So and then I, yeah, 17 years. The drive to help. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Shelby? It's been good. Um, Well, actually, I've lived in Sheridan pretty much my whole life, and I never even uh, found out about Advocacy and Resource Center until I applied. Um, So I applied for an AmeriCorps position. Um, At the time, I was a stay-at-home mom, so I really wasn't in a hurry to find anything, and I didn't really know 
Um, I didn't really have a plan on what I wanted to do after that. Um, so then a few months later, and I didn't get the AmeriCorps position, which I'm so happy for now. <laughs> a few months later, I saw um, our other, the well, Rhonda, our, my other boss at the center. I saw her at the YMCA, and she said, hey, you applied at my center. Reapply this summer because we'll have an opening. Um, and I said, I didn't apply at your center because when she said center, I thought like child care center. And I was like, right, oh, heck no, right. I did not do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, kudos to everyone who does. because yeah. Good job. Um, and then she explained. And so I reapplied and I was hired on. Now, the reason that I was so in and why I applied the second time is because over those months, um, I was really re- reflecting on my own life. I was a teen mom um, with. This is a little bit of information. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was a teen mom at 17. I had my second son at 18. Um, and I, you know, fell into a lot of abusive relationships. And I always wondered, you know, why am I going through this? Why do I keep finding these people? Um, and then once I reapplied at the center, I was like, you know, I, maybe this is why I went through what I went through so I can have a better understanding of victims and why they don't leave and why they go back and I could really help people because I'm on a different level of understanding. Yeah. You, so that's, you, and that's you, true. You have a different level <laughs> of, of understanding when you've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it in the trenches. Yeah. You've been there. Oh, I live there. You've walked in the mud. Yeah. You know, and so you're able to identify with individuals who, yes. who do. And honestly, I, I, I can't even say that I wouldn't still be going into abusive relationships still if I, if I didn't work at the center because I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now about what even abuse looks like. Or the signs that, yeah. The, yeah, that you can pick up on. Yes. Now. And she's an amazing advocate. Oh, thank you. An amazing advocate. <laughs> Yvonne, it, we've talked a little bit about what the center does for folks. Let's talk about how it's funded. Do you have a set budgeted amount that you can count on from grants, or uh, or do you cross your fingers a lot every year? Yes, Floyd. It, that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, as you heard our commercial right before, the, you know, during the break, um, we do we do a lot of fundraising. Um, back to state and federal funding, um, it, it is a little sketchy. Um, nonprofits in the world today, it's very questionable on exactly how we're going to get funded. Um, we were cut another $40,000 this fiscal year. So um, I believe that's been like $110,000 by state and federal dollars. We've been cut in the last four years. Wow. And mm-hmm. so um, I work really hard. Um, and our community really steps up. Our community really steps up and finds the value of our work here. Um, the city of Sheridan and the county of Sheridan, um, even Dayton and Ranchester, contribute to our services so that we can provide um, the services that we are able to provide in our community. They um, a little different um, situation with the Advocacy and Resource Center, unlike other communities, we are three agencies in one. We are the crisis intervention center, we are the shelter, and we are the victim witness coordination Mm -hmm. through the criminal justice system. So we don't have um, a specific advocate in the sheriff's office or the PD or the county attorneys. That's us. We don't have a shelter. That's us. (laughs) And we man our 24-hour crisis line. 
So we have um, four full-time advocates. Here's my plug. We are looking for another advocate. Okay. If you know somebody who is interested in advocacy work, um, please bring your cover letter and your resume to the 136 Coffeine Avenue because we are looking to hire somebody rather quickly. Um, but we work hard and, um, and, and what we do does take money, whether it's our emergency services, whether it is sheltering, relocation, food, um, maybe a phone bill, sometimes rent and a deposit for a safe place to live. Yeah. Um, we are always looking for funding. Yeah. And, and I could only imagine, um, constantly having to worry about that kind of stuff. There are other things that people can donate to the center, right? We're, we're talking clothes, toiletries, toys, food. And I say toys because a lot of people might not think when mom flees, sometimes uh, mom or dad, and when they flee yeah. with the children, those kids, I, I couldn't even imagine the chaos and the horrible emotions that these children are going through. And maybe just having a doll... Right. A yep. truck, a toy, mm -hmm. something I can keep my child preoccupied with. Those mm -hmm. are those those are of high value in your center, correct? They they definitely are. If you if you have gently used toys, like you're saying, it's and then we're coming up on the holiday season. Yeah. Um we've had several families over the years will clean out their toy boxes and they'll donate the good gently used toys. Yeah. Um for families, you know, because if they don't have something or if we get victims right close to Christmas and they've missed um, toys for tots and, and, and those other giving tree type things, that they do have something they can wrap up for their child. And also when we put them in shelter, they don't have a lot of playground. And, and depending on the situation, how safe they need to be, they may not be able to go outside. So having activities for inside shelter space is important too. And then Shelby also has a lot of... A yeah. list. A list so, of things that we are in need We do. We need the list, Shelby. Okay, so um, Brittany, one of the advocates at our center, she um, kind of watches over like all of our donations and what we're needing um, and the furniture out in our garage. So right now our furniture, um, well, our garage with the furniture is completely full, but hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have some room for more furniture. Um, and then for the other things she put down, we need hairbrushes, ponytails, razors, deodorant, hoodies, sweats, hats, and gloves. Um, we don't have a lot of space for donations. And so if we, if we turn a donation down, it's not because, um, you know, we don't want it, it but try back with us in a few weeks or a couple months. Cause um, that will be used. Yeah. Right. We yeah. go through waves. Um, people will come in and you know, take a lot of things and to where we don't have very much um, for others. And then we get waves of donations. So it's just kind of, yeah, an evolving door with donations. And it's, it's the end of um, rummage sale season. And so yeah. we do see an, an uprising in, in phone calls and things like that. And we, we love the things. And if you have like a Walmart bag full of one size in particular, we can take that. Mm -hmm. I can't take garbage bags full of one size. Because okay. I don't have I don't have the space, but um, but we are we always are accepting things. And there's other amazing thrift stores that um, partner with us. So if we don't have it, we can call on them and they will help our clients get things. Oh for free. wow, that yeah. is great! It's amazing. Yeah. That is great. Uh, yeah. Local thrift stores stepping up. Yes. To help fill that need. Yeah. And and uh, 
Yeah, it, it, it can be very, very intense. Our garage was empty about three <laughs> weeks ago because we helped a family move in and they furnished their whole house. That's what was so amazing is like they came here with nothing. You're talking about coming with nothing. Like they came with a few bags and a car. Yeah. And so like they had nothing, but they were able to get beds and dressers and kitchen tables and kitchen utensils and some more clothing. And um, I think they were coming from a southern state, so they needed warmer clothes and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, just things like that that you just don't think about. Um, uh, I came to work on a Monday morning and there was a lady who was wearing no shoes and her baby's in a diaper, you know, like on a Monday morning because she literally left her house yep. with nothing. Fled with, when and she saw the opportunity. She so if it. you, if you are out there shopping and you're seeing all of these summer shoes, flip flops, um, things like that, that are going on sale right now. Um, we also use those things for our sexual assault victims and we provide them up at the hospital and they're, they are brand new items, um, specifically for domestic violence, sexual assault victims so that they have something new and clean to put on, yeah. um, when their things are taken in for evidence. Yeah. Uh, what about volunteers? Do you guys, uh, do you have volunteers down at the center? Is that something that the center can do? Oh, yes. Um, as a nonprofit, we, we need volunteers, and it, it helps leverage our grant money, too. Um, so Crisis Line Volunteers is a person who does some training, and it can be kind of intense training, but you can do that training at home now. And um, you're on call with an advocate um, at all times, and you are free to roam the streets. Be at home. Watch movies. Do whatever you need as long as you have access to a phone and can have privacy. So as long as a phone call can be confidential, um, we do sometimes have to go to the hospital or to law enforcement for interviews, but those are the, you know, and then put people in shelter too. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to sit in a room. It's not old school crisis line sitting, sitting in a room with telephones. Yep, yeah. Nope. We don't do that. Um, we do go through an answering service so they'll find the volunteer and hook them up. As long as way. you can respond. As long as you can respond. At a moment's a notice. Yep, yeah. for sure. And then we do have like landscaping volunteers, um, court watch volunteers. Um, Donation room volunteers to help okay. keep up with that because it, it can be clean one day and just like a hot mess the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. donation room. And we, we have, don't have time yeah. all the time to like, like this to month. keep it. You yeah. know, October Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We do not have time yeah. to fold clothes. <laughs> you know, so all of that help is is definitely appreciated and needed. Real quick, tell me how how I got how I'm going to volunteer, and then we got to take a break. How you're going to volunteer? How, how we're going to volunteer? Folks can come up and volunteer with you. Um, well, um, volunteering by coming to our march, they can volunteer by coming on the crisis line, court watch, and um, landscaping, and sometimes office work. So I just give you a ring. You give us a call. Oh, is that what yeah, you meant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call us six seven two seven four seven one. All right, there you go, folks. If you're looking for a cause to volunteer with. This is a great one. Uh, when we come back, we're going to discuss how the Sheridan Advocacy and Resource Center observes Domestic Violence Awareness Month and how you can join and show your support. When we return, more with the Advocacy and Resource Center. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM, Sheridan. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you, 
Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinger has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Sunday Prime Rib Brunch at the Ramada Plaza by Wyndham in Sheridan is every Sunday from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Enjoy succulent, grade-A choice prime rib and plenty of breakfast entrees, brunch side dishes, and desserts. Adults are $26, seniors $20, kids Six to eleven are fifteen dollars, and kids five and under are free. No reservations necessary. Every Sunday for the prime rib brunch from ten until two at the Ramada Plaza in Sheridan. Let's talk about tires. Think about the snowy, icy roads ahead, and now think about your current worn-out tires. How safe does that make you feel? Well, lucky for you, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale all year going on now. Buy three tires, get one free. That's twenty-five off. And the best part is if you aren't ready to put your tires on right now, Midas will hold them until you're ready. How great is that? Don't miss the big tire sale going on now. Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back. You're listening to Public Pulse, and we're brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. This morning, we're speaking with the Executive Director of the Advocacy and Resource Center, Yvonne Swanson, and Outreach Coordinator, Shelby Traub. October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. This month gives us an opportunity to come together as a community and stand together against domestic violence in all of its forms to help and lift up the victims of this terrible, I, I, I'm going to call it a plague, because it seems to be everywhere and sweeping through the nation. And one way that you can help is to simply show support by wearing purple. Yvonne, why do we wear purple? Um, well, you see, 
you know, I tried to research, like, why is the number one reason why domestic violence awareness color is purple? And there's two stories going around. Okay, I'll take them both. And, and, and one of them is unity. Yeah, one of them is unity. Um, and, and purple is um, a color that represents unity. And then the other story is from Minnesota. And there was a lady who was murdered by her husband. And the family, during um, the trial and things like that, wore the color purple because that was her favorite color. Yeah. And so um, we'll take both stories. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll, take, we'll take the color purple and we'll run with it. Um, of course, it represents some other things, too. I think dementia friendly and, and, and autism maybe and, and things like that. But domestic violence has always been purple since the early 80s. And I can, I can wear purple anything. Uh, sure. Do you guys have purple ribbons down there? The we do have purple system? ribbons, purple ribbon. Yep. I even dyed my dog purple one year. <laughs> <laughs> she was not impressed, but it was fun for a minute. But hey, she was showing her support, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she did whether she liked it or not. But um, so that's why we wear the color purple. Now, last night at City Hall, the Domestic Violence Awareness Month proclamation was read and signed by Mayor Rich Bridger. Yvonne, what does this proclamation mean to you? Well, to us, it just means that the city of Sheridan and the city council members are taking domestic violence awareness seriously. They do recognize the need for services like ours in the community, and they do recognize that it is a problem in our community. Yeah. And so by, by making a proclamation and dedicating themselves to assisting with us and um, helping us with our upcoming events and things like that, that it is a community issue. So we were excited to be there. And they even took a picture with us, whether I, I, I hope they loved it. I'm sure they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's the whole issue with the proclamation is kind of an interesting event all by itself. But um, it was an honor to be there and an honor to be recognized for those few minutes. The city standing up and, and facing this issue with us. Yes. Now, tell me what's going to go on tomorrow at Black Tooth Brewery. Tomorrow's bingo at Black right. Tooth. <laughs> um, Yvonne calls the numbers uh, every week, but it's going to be awesome this week especially. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have Black Tooth bingo. It starts at 7 p.m. Um, Come early, get a seat. Yeah. And this is a, a fundraiser. It is a fundraiser. Black Tooth um, does bingo every Wednesday to support a nonprofit in the community. And um, this week it is the Advocacy and Resource Center. 20% of the card sales will go back to the Advocacy and Resource Center. I'll have some board members there selling 50-50 tickets. So a little extra fundraising there. But just awareness of our upcoming events and playing bingo. Yeah. And then you win um, Black Tooth prizes. And then, of course, at the end of the night, Blackout Bingo is a cash prize. Used to play bingo with my mother every now and then. Uh, go down to, I think it was the American Legion. Where they yeah, were this it. is a little different because it's at a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little different in adults louder, only. A little more fun. Uh, yeah, right? I hope so. <laughs> I like to think it's fun. People keep coming back. Now, is, is this a busy event? You've held this before. Um, do you see a good turnout? During this event? 
Um, we do. We do. Because, of course, we put it out on our Facebook and things like that. And we invite our supporters and our friends and our families and things like that. And we do. We have a, a, a pretty good turnout. And I like how, you know, and we're going to talk about this, uh, what's going on at the Ramada by Wyndham. But uh, you try to have happy events, even though we're raising money for a very serious issue. We do. So so tell me about uh, what's going on down at the Ramada by Wyndham. Um, we are partnering with um, Mountain Works Entertainment and, of course, the Ramada by Wyndham um, to provide an evening of entertainment. Um, there's going to be comedy, music, skits. Um, we're all going to be surprised, and it's going to be fun. Um, we are doing 50-50 again, and then we're going to play a game called Heads and Tails. Heads and Tails. I, I remember you telling me about this last year, but I don't remember what it is. Well, Lloyd, you get to buy a $20 button to participate. And somebody, I don't know who, is going to flip a coin. But before we flip the coin, you have to pick heads or tails. So you put your hands on your head or you put your hands on your bottom. And then you flip the coin. And if it lands on heads, everybody with their hands on their heads gets to stay standing up. And everybody with their hands on their bottom has to sit down. They're out. They cannot play the game anymore. Okay. So we just keep flipping the coin, you know, saying process heads or tails. Process of elimination. Mm-hmm. Process of elimination. And then they're going to win a prize. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yes. The, <laughs> the prize is dinner for two at the Ramada, night stay, and a bottle of wine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Right? That's a good prize. It's going to be great. And and there's going to be comedy. There's going to be laughs. Um, and all of this is going to lead us to uh now now this going on at the ramada it's going on at the ramada it starts at seven be there a little early 25 dollars at the door okay there's an and open this is friday, cash bar cash friday, bar. friday night friday friday night seven to ten ish seven to ten make sure you get there a little early folks get yourself yep. a good seat and uh get ready to put your hands on your head or your bottom right uh you might end up winning a, a nice little staycation right yeah, here at home for sure now um Tell me about the march that's going to be taking place on Saturday. So the march against family and violence, we do it every year, um, and we will be starting at 9 a.m., and we will walk. Um, we used to just walk down Main Street, um, but... We're starting at the Grinnell Plaza. Yeah. Okay. We're going to start and stop at Grinnell. So we're starting at Grinnell. We're going to walk down Main Street, cross the street close to the courthouse, Yeah. <laughs> walk back down the Main Street, and end up back at Grinnell. So once we get back to Grinnell, we will have, um, Yvonne will say a few words, and then we'll also have a survivor um, tell her story, which is, I mean, that's going to be empowering. Brave. and Yes, Brave. a huge thing. And then we also have our advocacy in action that we will present um, an award to her and thank her and, yeah. Advocacy in action. Tell me about that. Um, well, this is, is this our fourth or fifth year? Fourth year? Fourth. Fourth year doing it. Um, and it is just an award for somebody who has been in our community, who has been um, supporting or empowering people, um, advocating on behalf of maybe, I don't know, the bench warmer, the, you know, that type of person. Um, whether it's sharing information about our center or giving them resources in the community. Um, this particular one this year, um, we have announced it on our Facebook, so I'm going to say it out loud, Jessica Pickett. Okay. And she's the health teacher up at the high school. 
but she's not just a health teacher at the high school, but she empowers her students and other youth in the community to speak up for themselves, to um, set boundaries, to find resources, who they can trust, who they can't trust. And it's just, she's just created this community of, of safety, I guess, within the high school and I think in the community because as soon as we said things at third Thursday about who our recipient was, we had teenagers were like, Oh yes, I love her. Inundated. Yeah. yeah, They were just like, yes, definitely. Oh, I want to come to the March and things like that. So it doesn't cost any money to come to our March. You wear purple, you show up, you make a stand in our community that you are for supporting victims. It's safe here for them to tell their stories listen to a survivor tell her story it's going to be powerful yeah. it's her first time telling her story in public um so we want to just give her all the love and support that we can and then the advocacy in action and i do want to thank glazed and confused donuts for donating donuts for that day all right and and this is really and bison union coffee bison oh coffee and donuts coffee and donuts holy cow that's all you need in life on a, just put on, on something purple and come and take a little walk and eat a donut and I, it doesn't look like you need your rain gear or your snow gear this this year. So <laughs> Have you I in feel, the past? Oh my we gosh. walked through slush one year. Ooh, but hey, um, you walked through. Yes, slush. you know we actually thought about that day um, not marching, and then and then Yvonne's like, no, this is even more powerful. Yeah. You know, yeah, so because so advocates are it there. was awesome. We're, We're still always there. there. Rain, snow, sleet, or shine. We're like mailmen. <laughs> I've only got about two minutes, Yvonne. <laughs> but w- if someone out there is struggling in an abusive relationship right now and they hear this radio show and and they're like, you know, I I need to do something. What would you tell them? Well, they can definitely either come to our office, um, find us on Facebook and reach out or give us a call. You don't have to tell us who you are, where you're at, but to just make that initial um, communication and just talk. We're here to listen and, and we're, are 100% non-judgy. Yeah. So if there's anything going on or you're scared or you are just aren't sure where you're at, that's the first thing. We're never going to tell you, oh, you shouldn't have called us. Right. Um, but we will always be there to be supportive and help you with resources. And it, that first phone call and that first communication, that first talk can... Um, can lead to other things. And hopefully it's a supportive relationship between the advocate and that person to help build a safe life. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming in and uh, having this show with me and telling people about this issue in our community and what we can do about it. And thank you for everything that you both do every single day. Uh, Your efforts are in the highest of causes. Thank you. Well, thank you for having us. Yes, and thank you. This show still isn't long enough. Right? No, nope. just kidding. We keep <laughs> no, going. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so All right. Many things. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you 
To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The share it with a friend deal even if that friend is yourself your mcdonald's your rules there's a deal for every friendship at mcdonald's right now buy a big mac 10 piece chicken mcnuggets or a quarter pounder with cheese and get the second one for just a buck and pair them with one of our frozen drinks like the new fanta blue raspberry price of participation may vary valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer at Stiefel, our focus is on you your needs and your goals you won't be plugged into a one-size-fits-all model this is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. We practice a service model where our clients can share their vision and ask questions. Regardless of your situation, our guidance is driven by your investment needs. Call us at 307-672-3434 to talk about your financial goals. Stiefel Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Are you looking to make extra cash and sell your unwanted items? Go to sharedomedia.com, post your items for free, or choose from our menu of options. You can have your items posted in the Country Bounty, read on Swap Shop, or listed on the front page of sharedomedia.com. Go to the classified section on sharedomedia.com. Let's get your items sold and turned into cash. If you're a business owner, you can post your employment opportunities. It's all right there. Classified section, sharedomedia.com. News Talk 930, now on 103.9 FM. News Talk 930. 